Welcome to the Southern California Prep Insider Los Angeles podcast. Normally, we'd love to be talking about basketball games, soccer games, all that kind of stuff. But we have an interesting situation in Los Angeles. Schools are closed. There's a teacher strike. So we have somebody down, two people, actually, Alex Garn, and Connor Morissette, on the picket lines and on our phone lines. We're going to start with Alex. Alex, what's the scene like over in Los Angeles? Hey, guys. So it's kind of hectic. This is day four of the strike. It started on Monday. So it's now Thursday. Good, good news, the two sides did return to the bargaining table today after three days, kind of a stalemate. The hope is, and I'm not going to speculate and say it's going to end anytime soon, but the hope is that this latest uh, bargaining meeting, that they'll, they'll be able to come to some sort of, of agreement. Um, you know, obviously this is a very fluid situation, and, you know, we only know up-to-the-minute updates. I mean, as we're talking right now, they could be hammering out a deal, or this could go on uh, for another week. But just for the people down in San Diego and for anybody else who may be listening that doesn't quite understand the entire scope of this, basically the strike, of course, as with any kind of big bargaining agreement issues, centers around money. So right now the teachers are picketing for smaller classes, more support staff, better pay. Of course, that costs money to facilitate. And their argument is the district is sitting on a $2 billion reserve. Now that sounds like a huge sum of money, but to give it some perspective, LAUSD is humongous. It's got an operating budget of $7.5 billion. It facilitates education to almost 700,000 kids, 1,300 schools. So you get the idea. It's a huge, huge uh, district in, in the country, the second biggest behind New York City. So right now, that's what they're arguing for the teachers. The district argues that if it gives into the demands of the teachers, it's going to be insolvent in about three years. And independent councils have gone and done financial metric studies and have agreed and said, yep, if you were to give into these demands, it would be insolvent in a couple of years. Key issue there is the teachers, they don't trust those independent metrics because they've been wrong on projections in the past. So that's just kind of a breaking it down, what, it, what the, the key disagreements are. Now, how it affects sports, no games, no practices. And that is a CIF state rule. So if a coach were to go in and he decides, you know what, guys, keep it hush-hush, we're going to practice behind closed doors, nobody's going to know. Anybody finds out that team forfeits Playoffs, they forfeit all the wins. That's a complete ineligible season if they decided to quote unquote cross that picket line. No games, no practices. What about if the, if the players want to do like a players only practice type deal? Right. So that, and we've seen that case a couple of times. Fairfax High School, a couple of the seniors there, the captains, they've gone out, and that's okay. That's kosher by the CIF state. As long as coaches aren't involved, anybody that's a, a facilitator of the school. They cannot be present at those practices, but players and other teams have done this as well. They've stepped out and said, hey, we've got playoffs you know, in a couple of weeks. We've got to go out and get ready. So they've reserved gyms on their own time. They're at public parks running practice, and some of the coaches knew this was coming. So they assigned some of their captains and said, hey, guys, in this event, you need to be able to practice on these days. Get your guys ready because we can't help you. All right, a couple more quick questions. I mean, so are these kids even going to school? Or what's, what's it look like in the schools? Do they have subs? What's happening for, for the education aspect? Yeah, so it's a pretty skeleton staff. I mean, they, they've LAUSD has hired out a couple thousand subs, honestly, to basically herd cats, to make sure that the kids are staying safe. They put them in the auditorium. They play movies. Oftentimes, we'll hand them a worksheet and tell them to summarize plot points. But none of these kids are getting an education. There really aren't any formal classes. A lot of times, what parents will do, if, they're, if they have no other recourse, they got to send their kids to school. They drop them off, they sit in the auditorium for six, seven hours, then they pick them up. But right now, LAUSD is trending at about a 27% attendance rate. So that means three-quarters of the kids 
are not going to school. So they're staying home. They're going to the picket line. They're doing whatever else. But right now, yeah, it's about three quarters of the kids that just are not going to school. And just really quickly, too, LA Unified is the majority of the, the LA section. But how many schools are not affected? What percentage would you say are not affected that are in the LA City section for CIF? So you can count them on one hand. And the percentage, <laughs> I mean, it would be less than 1%, right? So the only schools that doesn't affect are full charters. And those are the schools that have financial independence. And that's El Camino Real, that's Birmingham, that's Granada Hills, and it's Palisades Charter. So those are the big four schools. And they average, I think Granada Hills has the highest enrollment, close to 5,000. Granada, I mean, El Camino Real sitting around three. So you're talking about, at most, 1,200, 12,000 kids. And, uh, you know, with the 700,000 kids LAUC facilitates, that is a very, very small percentage. All right, Alex, thank you so much. We're going to head on over to Connor now, who's going to give us more insight. Alex, great job. All right, so here's a guy who was literally in the thick of things, in the rain. He was in the middle of the picket, uh, picket lines. It's a Connor Morissette. Connor, tell us what you saw so far this week with, with the protests and, and the picketing and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, so, as, like you said, I went Monday on the first day, and it was just a big crowd. They said 50,000-plus uh, teachers, parents, students gathered at City Hall, and then they marched from City Hall in downtown Los Angeles to – LAUSD headquarters, which was about a half mile away, so a quick little walk, but for all those people, I sure made a big statement, and then representatives from the teachers union spoke there for a little bit, and then it kind of broke up, and that's what they've been doing for the last uh, four days now, so the teachers, they start picketing at their schools in the morning, and then they go meet up all together, and then they go back to the schools and picket in the afternoons, and for the past four days, that's what's been happening, and uh Luckily, or not really luckily, but it's good that the two sides went back to negotiating today, and that's been the first time that they've done that this week, but I haven't heard if there's been a resolution or anything so far, so hopefully that happens soon, but uh, it's been a crazy week down here. Yeah, it seems kind of rough, and it, it affects basically just the uh, CIF Los Angeles section, so it would be a really awkward time to be taking a new job as a commissioner of that section right now, but Connor, let us know, uh, what do you know about the new commissioner? Yeah, Vicky Lagos, it was announced that she got the job uh, yesterday, I believe, and she's worked under Commissioner John Aguirre, who's going to retire in July. She's worked with him for the past 12 years. The last five years, she's been his assistant, so it makes sense. It was a hire that the city did from within, which is always nice to see, so she's very familiar with how the section works, and I I think it's going to be business as usual when she takes over July 1st. Like you said, Tommy, kind of weird timing on that, hopefully that this strike ends. But what you have to remember is the city section doesn't really have uh, any say in, in this whole thing. It's the union against the uh, district, and the city section is its own independent organization that works with the district. So I know the city section's been a little frustrated with the district, how they've communicated through all this, like uh, a lot of parents are and a lot of people in the union. But going back to Vicky, the big question with her is, is going to have any policies that affect football. That's what a lot of people want to know. Right now, Narbon is the really dominant team in the city, and then there's a huge drop between them and the next most talented team. So that's going to continue next year. Will she be a little bit more lenient with transfers, with sit-out periods? John Aguirre was pretty strict with those. Will she be a little bit more lenient, try to make the section better overall? That's one question we have. And uh, no one will really know until football season and this summer kind of gets going. So that's something uh, to look out for. Yeah, and so it's a hire from within, so generally things stay the same. But are, are there any new things that you think she wants to implement for the city section? I know you mentioned a little bit about the transfers and that kind of stuff, but is there anything else that you know is kind of something that she wants to get done? 
So from my discussions with John, it seems like the city section, in terms of stuff that's actually going to affect on-field and talent, will probably stay the same. They want to focus on you know, improving their website and just kind of some in-house items. So I think in terms of changes, like I said, we're not really going to know too much about what's going to change until she officially takes over in July. I don't really think, like you said, that too much is really going to change. They have a couple things that they want to do here and there. One thing that, that might change is just the people within the administration. I know Dick, Dick Dornan, the uh, SID, the sports information director for the city section, maybe he gets a promotion and takes Vicky's old job as assistant. That's something that he's talked to me about. And so maybe the staff gets moved around a little bit. But in terms of procedures and policies, there's still the board of managers and, and coaches have a lot of say and stuff. So it's not like she can just come in and change a bunch of things. That's going to take a little bit of time. So there, maybe there's a shakeup with the staff, but uh, in terms of policies and procedures, I think we're going to have to wait to see if anything changes. All right, Connor, thank you so much. Again, you can find him at C underscore Morissette on Twitter. A lot of changes coming for the L.A. City section and uh, L.A. Unified, it sounds like. Again, normally we'll have sports on this podcast, but today, not so much uh, with all the events.